This is the One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. I went from terrified to sell to teaching hundreds how to do it. And now I get the chance to teach thousands. And it all came from doing six weeks worth of homework. And then when I started my own business, the exact same rules applied. A lot of people, when they start their own business, expect that to, to fit it into a 38-hour week. And if it doesn't, you know, I'm on the weekends, I've got my nights off, I don't have to do any outside-the-box learning. I'm just going to focus on my functional skill. And, you know, if you do that just like everyone else, guess what? You're going to get what everyone else gets, which is 95% of small businesses failing. It's about skilling yourself up. It's about listening to podcasts like this. It's about doing the work that you need to do now so that in the long term, you get to have a really nice life. My name's Jeff Woods. I'm the vice president here at The One Thing Team. If we asked you to imagine the most successful person you could imagine, who comes to mind for you? Do you know what you have in common with them? You both have the same 24 hours in a day. Considering that we all have an equalizer called time, why is it that so many of us seem to get such different results than people that we look toward. It all comes down to how you manage your time. If you're acting entrepreneurially, consistently relying on your natural ability, just taking action, making mistakes, and taking more action, you're running up against a ceiling of achievement. You have an opportunity to become more purposeful, to identify models and systems that if you just focused on following the models, implementing the systems, you would shatter that ceiling of achievement and you would blow your mind in terms of what is possible for you. The person you're gonna meet today is a case study of what it looks like to move from E to P, from being entrepreneurial to being purposeful. And as a result, he ended up creating five multi-million dollar businesses all before the age of 30. His book, The Introvert's Edge, has been featured on Fox, NBC, Fortune, Forbes, and Inc., just to name a few. With that, let's get into this episode with Matthew Pollard. Eating healthy is an investment. It's an investment in yourself, but it also often requires an investment of your time. But good news is, Factor has delicious, ready-to-eat meals that are ever fresh and never frozen, they're chef-created, dietitian-approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. With Factor, you can choose from a weekly menu of up to 35 options, including popular things like Calorie Smart or Keto Direction or Protein Plus or Vegan and Veggie. Also discover 60 more add-ons every week like breakfast on the go, lunch snacks, beverages to help you stay fueled, feel good all day. And we know our listeners here at The One Thing are focused on health and health goals. That's why we choose to partner with Factor. And if you visit factormeals.com slash 150 and use code 150, you can get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Again, that's factormeals.com slash ONE50 and use code ONE50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Before we talk about what it takes to achieve extraordinary results by moving from E to P, we have to talk about the one thing that's missing for so many of you. On page 134 of The One Thing, there's this image of the iceberg. And just like a real iceberg, the part that you see, that tip, the part that lies above the surface, is just a fraction of the total mass. For many of us, what we focus on day in, day out is our productivity. 
the actions we take, and the results that we get. Yet that's just the tip of the iceberg. There's no way to truly be productive if you don't have a sense of priority. And that's what lies right beneath the surface. And there's no way for you to truly understand what your priority is if you don't have a sense of purpose, why you are doing what you are doing. When we go into corporations and we sit down with leadership, when we sit down with employees, quite often what we find is that some of the most talented people in these organizations are lacking something. They're lacking purpose, fulfillment, a connection of why what they are doing day in, day out lines up with them leaving the kind of legacy that they want to be leaving. We talked to Matthew about what his experience has been when it comes to purpose and passion in his professional life. A lot of people, because they've traded in their passion for what's practical right now for so long, they've actually even become disconnected from what they're passionate with. So the first thing is about becoming realigned with that. So the first thing I always suggest is, and this is kind of an amalgamation of two theories, which is what I get people to do is I get people to write three business goals or three career goals and three personal goals. One of those can be selfish to yourself. As a matter of fact, I expect it to be selfish to yourself because that's the one that's going to drive you and I'm giving you permission to be selfish, to think about what it is that you truly want. Now, when you're going through that, I always suggest you figure it, you, you use one of the well-proven criteria. So whether you're a fan of smart goals or not, the main thing for me is I want the goals to be specific and time-based, so i.e. measurable. And for me, that's really a means to an end. What I get people to do is summarize each one of those goals in 250 words or less, including why they're important to you. See, what I find is especially high achievers, we can tend to inherit our goals from our mother, our father, our I don't know, drunk roommate we had in college. We It's just what we do, right? We hear these goals and we're like, yes, that's exactly what I want. I'm going to spend the rest of my life charging towards them. And we never really think them through. So even a lot of people, they knock these goals out of the park. I mean, for me, I mean, I had a $4.2 million annual turnover in my first business. I proved everybody wrong when they said I would never amount to anything, yet I was miserable because that goal was outwardly focused. It wasn't truly important to me. I was making great money, but I never did what I did for money. I did what I did because... I really wanted to help small business and I wasn't doing any of that. So for me, that was not aligned with my goals. And if I knew this exercise, gosh, it would have saved me some time. A lot of times just getting people absolutely laser focused allows them to see opportunities that were right there in front of them the whole time. And so that's really the most important thing, working out what it is you're passionate about. But then you've got to work out how to monetize that and turn it into an effective business. This story specifically might really help people, you know, see a very different paradigm because a lot of times it's like, oh, how do I message to everybody and how do I create something that still talks about what I do but makes it more tangible to people? And it's actually not about making it tangible. See, we've all been to networking events and people will say to us, oh, what is it you do? And you say, I'm a real estate agent. People go, I know exactly what that is. That goes in that box, or I'm a copywriter. I know what that is. How much do you charge per hour? And now we're starting to defend our pricing and trying to explain why we're different. Or they say, oh, I've, I've had copywriting services before. We don't need that. And now I'm trying to shove what I do down people's throats. It's uncomfortable. So the real key here is to really break down the business into three major elements. So we've got to come up with a message that 
allows people to understand the value of what we do and excites and inspires them to want to know more so we're not shoving it down people's throats. Two, look at the marketplace and where specifically there's an unmet need that we can really tap into. And then three, we then focus on the sales system. When we asked Matthew what this model looked like in practice, he told us about his client, Wendy. Wendy has a valuable skill. She's a Mandarin language coach, and she was successful doing that for many years. However, the marketplace started to get crowded. New players in her area started to undercut her price. Plus, people from China were offering their services at prices even lower than her local competition. And with new technology platforms popping up, allowing people to learn language at little to no cost on their own, Wendy found herself in a really tough spot. How does she scale a business? She was struggling to get new clients and struggling to retain her current clients. So she sat down with Matthew and asked what she could do better at selling so that she could ultimately grow her business. So I said, Wendy, you know, that's a long spiral to the bottom. I mean, sure, I can teach you some sales tactics to get clients more effectively, but you're still going to be in a crowded marketplace, seen as a commodity. And it's a long spiral to the bottom where a lot of it's only price you can compete on. And the person that wins actually loses because they're the ones that sold themselves for well below what they were worth. I said, what I want you to do instead is I want you to avoid the battle altogether. So what we did is we went looking at our client base. And what I discovered is there were only two clients, but two really strong clients that loved her to pieces, where she helped them with more than just language tuition. In episode 154 with Jackie Huba, we talked about how Lady Gaga turns fans into fanatics. And there was this concept of the one percenters, the 1% of your customer base that makes everything else easier or unnecessary. For Wendy, when she thought about who her one percenters were, They were these business executives being relocated to China. Wendy was able to not only teach them the language, she was also able to share the critical cultural concepts they needed to understand to be successful in business in China. That's how Wendy identified the message that would excite and inspire people and allow her to stand out. The next domino she needed to knock down was finding her ideal client. Now, Wendy loved this idea, but for a lot of people, they were like, all right, well, that's fine, but how do I go about selling this? And I said, okay, well, who do you think your ideal client is, Wendy? And she said, well, obviously the executive. And I said, well, yeah, I mean, the executive's terrified about being relocated across to China. And I mean, I moved from Australia to the United States and I was terrified, but that's not your ideal client. She said, well, obviously the company would pay. And I said, well, yeah, I mean, the company's generally got tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars riding on this executive being successful when they get there. But no, still not your ideal client. Frustrated, she says to me, she's like, well, then who? And I said, your ideal client is the immigration attorney. Anyone going to China for business is going to need an immigration attorney to help them work out their visa as it's a difficult process to navigate. However, immigration attorneys aren't actually making all that much on each customer. That's where Wendy's new sales system comes in. I mean, the average immigration attorney makes three, so charges five to seven thousand dollars for any successful visa, and they'd be lucky after the cost of acquisition of getting the customer, the bureaucracy, the paperwork to make about three thousand dollars. I said, so offer them three thousand dollars for any successful introduction. So she started approaching these immigration attorneys and saying, "How would you like to make three thousand dollars for for introducing me to your clients?" And they said, "Well, I mean, this would this would be amazing. I mean, that's double my profit. What would I need to say?" 
She said, simple. All you've got to do is say, congratulations, you've now got your visa. Now, I just want to double check you're as ready as possible to be relocated across to China. And they'd say, well, yeah, I think we're set. I mean, we've got our visa now. Thank you. We've got our place organized. I'm learning the language. Kids are getting pretty good at it too. I think, I think we're under control. And they would simply respond, there's actually a lot more to it than that. I think you need to speak to the China success coach. Now, Wendy then just got on the phone with the easiest sale in the world. I mean, these people are terrified to go. Their organizations are motivated to pay because they've got so much money riding on it, and they've been recommended by their attorney. Now, Wendy charged $30,000 for this five-week program. To put this in perspective, Wendy was struggling every day in a crowded marketplace. Then, by doing just one thing, forming relationships with immigration attorneys so that they could make the referral she was able to create a very lucrative and scalable sales system. That's rapid growth. When we come back, we're going to share how the one thing went through a similar process and the steps that we've been taking to build a model for purposeful growth. This idea of being in entrepreneurial mode and moving to purposeful is something that we all wrestle with, including us. It's been three years since I started this company with Gary Keller and Jay Papasan. And even though I've had great mentorship from them, and they're the ones who brought this idea of E2P to the table, and they've been there in my corner coaching me on this, it's really been a path of mastery, meaning I am far from an expert in it. Uh, I, there's always a way for me to get better. And I'll share a real example of what this has looked like. Uh, they never told me how to do my job. They just helped me identify the type of results that we wanted to create for this business. And it was up for me to pave the road to get there. And it started by doing one thing at a time over time. You fast forward over three years, we've created so much from online training, whether it be time-blocking mastery or the One Thing Couples Goal-Setting Master Course or Living Your One Thing Community. In-person live experiences, whether it be our reset retreat or our One Thing Couples Goal Setting Retreat, our corporate training, so much has happened in three years. Yet, if I'm being honest, a lot of it was done entrepreneurially, relying on our natural abilities, asking what can we do, taking action, and not always pausing to get clarity on what's the model or system. How by creating this specific podcast episode, is it helping us line up the dominoes so everything else becomes easier or unnecessary? Part of the beauty of being in Gary's and Jay's world and part of the beauty of you getting to listen to this podcast is I get to pull the curtain back and say, here's what we're learning so that you can do it too. Is now looking forward, we are asking that question. If we're creating something for living your one thing, our, our membership community around uh, helping you get clarity around your priorities and accountability, how is that one thing that we create going to make everything else when it comes to living the one thing easier or unnecessary? If we are going to walk into a corporation, whether it's for a keynote or a workshop, how is that one activity going to drive and make everything else we do easier or unnecessary. You ask bigger questions like that, it requires that you search for bigger answers. And if you're willing to do the work and search for those answers, something really cool happens. You start to realize where you're working too hard, where you're overthinking things. And ultimately, you realize that the answer is to simplify. Not to do more 
to do more of the things that matter most. And I think over the next 12 months, you're going to see some really interesting changes in terms of how we conduct our trainings and the content that we create. And we're excited to share that with you. I think you're going to see the difference. Purposefully lining up the dominoes so that that one thing makes everything else easier or unnecessary. Our question for you is, where in your life are you acting entrepreneurially? You're relying on your natural abilities. You're taking action. You're making some mistakes. You're taking more action. Where's that place that you have an opportunity to pause and be more purposeful, to identify a model, to build systems so that if you just worked the system, you would shatter your ceiling of achievement? Will you be the kind of person who pauses this episode and actually time blocks 5, 10, 15 minutes for you to ask this question and search for answers? This is what's required, folks. And when it comes specifically to some of the stories shared today, maybe you sit down and ask the question, what's the value that I deliver? Maybe you look out into the market and see where there's an unmet need as opposed to just doing the work that falls in your lap. Maybe you consider a more scalable way to generate sales for your business. Regardless of what that question may be for you, we hope that you choose to be the type of person who will sit down and ask these questions. If you're interested in learning more about Matthew Pollard, you can check him out at matthewpollard.com. You can find a link in the show notes below this episode. And be sure to check out his book, The Introvert's Edge on Amazon or Audible by going to audible.com slash one thing or texting the word one thing to the number 500-500. Thanks so much for listening to The One Thing Podcast. We really appreciate you. If you have an episode idea that you would like us to come up with, if there's some topic around the one thing that you just wish we would cover, shoot me an email, jeff at the one thing.com. That's G-E-O-F-F at the one thing with the number one in the URL.com. And if you've not yet left us a rating and review, please do so on your podcast player of choice. It helps us reach more people. And it's also great feedback for us on what's working. Thanks so much. We look forward to being with you in the next episode.